one minute at a time. I was blind, but now I see. Working jobs we hate, so we can buy shit we don't need. Ideas are brittle. If you had one shot, everything I'd ever read, heard, seen was now organized and available. Now you fucking khakis. Life moves pretty fast. The Biohacking Secret Show. In this episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show. And then while my cells are cold and in a position to capture more photonic energy from light, that could be sunlight, could be the juve light, that's when I'll get in front of the juve. You're learning to uh, go off of what they're throwing out and create something new. And you learn that like, you know, some of the, some of the rules of communication are you're not allowed to say no. You cannot say no. It has to be yes and. So you have to agree with what they say and then build upon it so that you guys are creating something bigger together. All of us listening to this podcast are well aware of the importance of sleep. Sleep is when we burn more fat. We make metabolic changes that help to maintain a healthy weight set point and insulin sensitivity. It's when we produce energy that allows us to go all day long and have that high level of focused productivity and flow state to get more done and condense time and achieve our goals faster. And it's also when we clear toxins from our brain, the same toxins that have been shown to cause neurodegenerative disease, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, dementia. Our environment has changed a lot over these past few years. We're spending more time on screens than ever before. And the artificial light from our desktop computers, our laptop computers, and our cell phones has been shown in scientific studies to drive down melatonin production. Now, why is that bad? Well, melatonin is your body's sleep hormone. And when melatonin hormone levels drop, your body is unable to clear those toxins from your brain. And it's also not able to go into those deep states of REM and deep sleep where we're clearing those toxins and we're restoring the body and mind. And one of my favorite biohacks to overcome that, because let's be honest, a lot of us need to be on our devices for our work or for maintaining social relationships is blue light blocking glasses, but not just any blue light blocking glasses, because I've tried close to a dozen over the past few years and many of them just look goofy. Blue Blocks has come out with stylish blue light blocking glasses that are laboratory produced with high quality glass lenses. And they've been proven to block blue and green light, the same frequencies that drive down melatonin in the 400 to 550 nanometer range so that you get better quality sleep, your hormones are imbalanced, working the way that they are supposed to, and you wake up in the morning feeling refreshed. It's one of my favorite biohacks for optimizing my sleep. And <laughs> I've noticed that it's the only only pair that I've actually stuck with wearing. I ended up getting all three pairs. I start the day with the clear ones. I transition to the yellow ones later in the day and around sunset, I put on the red Sleep Plus Maverick ones and they've made a big shift in optimizing my sleep and my quality of life and I know they'll do the same for you. If you guys wanna check it out, go to www.blueblocks.com forward slash biohacks. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com forward slash B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S and enter discount code BIOHACKED. That's B-I-O-H-A-C-K-E-D to save some dough. 
Hey guys, Anthony here, and I just wanted to give you a big biohack thank you for listening. I'm so humbled and grateful that you're spending some of your day with me and the Biohacking Secrets Show. And if you get any value from this episode, or you've gotten value from previous episodes, it would mean the world if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes and share this episode with your friends, family members, and coworkers on social media. That way we can continue to spread this information and positively impact as many lives as possible. And it's also how our podcast gets discovered by more people. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show. It is June 25th, 2019. This week's Q&A. We've got some amazing questions submitted. We're talking about making the transition from sugar burner to fat burner, CBD, peptides like BPC-157, What's the best way to overcome some of the downsides of a desk job, a sedentary lifestyle, and all the other stuff that comes with it? Mold, Lyme disease, everything, you name it. So the way that this works is we got to first go to the questions that were submitted in advance. That's one of the perks of being a client. And then those of you guys that are attending, if we got extra time, all you got to do is put your questions in the comment section, and then hopefully we'll get to those too. So either hang out, Go the, go the voyeur route and just listen and enjoy, or if you got some questions that you'd like to get off your chest and uh, would, would prefer me to take a stab at, I'd be happy to do my best with that. So without further ado, you guys will probably, those, those of you that are watching on video will probably see some dogs running around in the background. We've got Biggie Smalls over there to uh, my right. <laughs> Everything's a little bit backwards with the cameras. And then there's Kumba joining him. We've got some people over working out. We just did some breath work and meditation. So... Good time over here at Biohacking HQ. So without further ado, let's dive in. The first question, and there is going to be a little bit of a delay because sometimes I have Carrie helping with these and plugging the questions into the comments so people can see their timestamps and if they just want to find their answer. Um, but I'm, I'm running the show today because Carrie's outside getting a pump on. So here we go. This question, this question, this question's from Edward Tang. What's up, Edward? Edward says, hi, Anthony. Do you run in the early morning for around 20 minutes on an empty stomach? Quite specific, Edward. <laughs> if so, what do you eat after? And does doing this risk muscle loss in the morning? Thank you in advance. So, I have found that for me personally, the answer to this question with many things is like, it's my least favorite answer, but it's true. It depends. So if you're the type of person that is an ectomorph, meaning it's more difficult for you to build muscle, you, you burn fat pretty easy, but you tend to be a little bit skinnier, um, things like fasted cardio are going to have a tendency to cause muscle loss, unless you're really eating a lot of calories, you're backloading carbs, uh, that sort of thing. For me, I'm the opposite. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm like a mesomorph where I'm, you know, the, the, the sort of big, uh, like strongman body type, but it's, it's easier for me to put on muscle and it's, it's a little bit more challenging for me to burn fat. So I feel best when I do about 20 to 40 minutes of steady state cardio in the morning. And I usually do that on an empty stomach. Um, a lot of my mornings I'll wake up, I'll take some specific empty stomach supplements, I'll hyperhydrate with some, some water, 
oftentimes molecular hydrogen water. Then I'll, I'll do my uh, apple cider vinegar drink. I'll do some, occasionally I'll do some green juice and I'll get a workout in and not always in that order, but that's, that's the foundation of a lot of my mornings. And if, if I'm going to be doing like strength or cardio in the morning, I usually tend to go with some gentle cardio in my target heart rate zone. Um, for me personally, not only does it not impacts muscle loss, I, I tend to look better when I'm doing that consistently. So I just recently invested in a treadmill. I've got that in the, in the garage now, and it, that allows me to get on there five or six days a week. Um, and I just look better when I do. I feel more switched on. Um, Edward, for you, you're, you're a little bit more of an ectomorph, the type of person who's going to need to work a little bit harder to build muscle. And so that that fasted cardio could be something that that um, risks muscle loss, as you phrased it, and it may be best for you if if gaining muscle is a goal to have a little bit of of food beforehand, or at a minimum some amino acids. Get um, there's a bunch of good amino acid supplements out there, but you can get yourself some amino acids. You can even have like a small meal before you go into that workout, and um, and and just also include some some strength training that's going to activate type 2B muscle fibers. Uh, Those are the the type of muscle fibers that are engaged when we're doing maximal lifts um, and explosive and explosive power movements. Um, But where, you know, you're lifting with good form and without risking injury as much weight as you possibly can. Getting some of that in your workout prior to engaging in any steady state cardiovascular activity or anything that could risk uh, muscle loss would would be something that I would recommend. So hope that helps, man. Next question is from YC. What's up, YC? And YC asks, what is the best way to use the Juve panel? Can I sit by them while doing email at work? YC the best way to use the Juve panel. I've used it a few different ways. Right now I have it on the back of my bedroom door and I like to use it after I cold plunge. So when I have time, let's say I'll do uh, a sauna and then I'll hit the, I usually shower, then hit the cold plunge, the cold freezer out back. And then while my cells are cold and in a position to capture more photonic energy from light, that could be sunlight, could be the Juve light, that's when I'll get in front of the Juve and use it for a few minutes. Um, I'll hit front, back, top of the head, uh, armpits, lymph nodes, all of that. So that's how I use it now. I've had it inside my clear light sauna before. I've had it, uh, you know, where, where I've tried it at my desk. That just wasn't really a fit. I've got the, I've got the big one. So it was, it was just a little bit uh, intrusive. I found really what I would say is the best way to use the Juve is whatever works with your schedule. And as long as you've got exposed skin, um, you know, you're getting some of those benefits. If you're able to do it while you're cold, that is going to increase, you know, you don't have to spend as much time there. I also believe from what we've seen in the scientific literature that increasing the amount of greens that you consume, specifically, uh, the chlorophyll rich greens like chlorella and spirulina, you're going to, you're going to actually capture more of that photonic energy from light sources like the sun or the juve light. So that may be another way to maximize your time with the juve is doing it when you're cold. And also in the morning, um, in each morning, 
I consume chlorella pyrenoid dosa and some spirulina and a few other a few other greens that uh, that I've found to be helpful for me. But that would be my recommendation. Hope that helps. Next question is from Branch. What's up, Branch? Branch asks, where are we at here? There's a question about peptides. Branch asks, what do you recommend as a dosing schedule for BPC-157? As in, if I'm taking it twice a day, what's the maximum time that I should continue? Or is it a play-by-ear scenario as you listen to your body? All right. So for those of you guys listening that aren't familiar with BPC-157, it's a peptide. I was turned on to this from Ben Greenfield. And I got to give a shout out to Ben. He's got a great article on BPC-157 and TB-500, two peptides that can be used for accelerating recovery. They can help with TB-500, especially can be helpful for building muscle and increasing the the growth of new blood vessels um, and even athletic performance. I use BPC-157 for a few different small injuries just to heal faster. I tore my pec. Um, I'd had some knee stuff going on. And the dosing schedule, as Branch mentioned, was twice a day. I believe I was doing about 15 units each dose, which came to around 350 micrograms of BPC-157. So you'd, you'd have to, when you sort of reconstitute the stuff uh, with um, with a saline solution, you'd have to kind of figure out how many micrograms are in each unit uh, based on you know how much saline solution that you use. But for me, it was around 15 or so units and, uh, and 350 micrograms twice a day. I believe I did it for about a month, uh, maybe a month and a half each time. And then I got some of the results that, that I was looking for and I stopped. I have not used it I've not used it outside of healing faster from injuries, so I can't speak to that. It does seem like from from what I've witnessed with clients using it and their experience that it seems quite safe. I'm not aware of any downsides if they exist. We've had people using it for gut dysfunction, uh, repairing intestinal integrity, injuries, as I mentioned, and a whole host of other things. So branch I would you know I'm not sure what exactly you're using it for if it's an injury or something like that but if you're using it for an injury and the injury heals you're probably good otherwise I've used it for a month month and a half multiple times and uh, and and had, had no issues myself so hope that helps man cool cool and those of you guys that are hanging out if you have questions go ahead pop them in the comment section if this Q&A is enjoyed and we drop some good stuff. We may even make it an episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show. Who knows? Could go a lot of different directions. So many options, so many possibilities. Here we go. Next two questions are from Suleiman. What's up, Suleiman? All right, here we go. First question from Suleiman. What is the best way to incorporate the power plate post-workout for stretching and highest recovery impact? Okay, Um, I had a power plate My7 here for about eight months. I like the power plates. I don't love them. I I really, really enjoy the professional power plates, the power plate pros. I feel like they have a lot more power. I noticed the benefits from those more significantly. The power plate My7 just wasn't really doing it for me and even even compared to something like a, 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 my Rebound Air, my, my mini trampoline, the Rebound Air, um, there's a bunch of good brands of mini trampolines, but the Rebound Air is the one that I have. I liked the Rebound Air more, and I would use that 
more often. I noticed a bigger state shift. I felt like it it, it checked a few other boxes with lymphatic drainage, um, just kind of waking up the body. It was a nice break in between in between work sessions. So um, I ended up going to that more often than the power plate, and that's part of the reason that I got rid of it. The best way to incorporate the, the power plate post-workout for stretching recovery, a lot of times what I would do when I had access to a power plate pro at East Bank Club in Chicago is I would do my workout and then I would save a few exercises. I would do a few of the last like finishing exercises. Typically those would be lower weight but higher rep. Still challenging myself, but um, I, I would do some of those circuits on the power plate. So, for example, like if I was doing a, if I was doing a shoulders and arms day, uh, I would take the last nine minutes or so because I believe the power plate pro would run for nine minutes and I would go I would set it for nine minutes I'd turn the power pretty much all the way up and I'd grab like two 25 or 35 pound dumbbells and then I would stand on the power plate with a little bit of give in my knees um, really screwing my feet into the platform and engaging engaging my hips and glutes pushing the knees out so that you've got that dynamic tension pulling the core in and then with that stability I would engage in like an overhead press, right? And I would do somewhere between 10 and 20 reps right about at that point where I was, you know, if I, if I could only do maybe two or three more and then I would go into the next exercise. So I would transition from like a shoulder press while on the power plate and then I would go into like a, a, a dumbbell curl, you know, all the way up, squeeze at the top, get that contraction in the biceps and then I would slowly go all the way down and stretch the bicep by, by engaging the tricep. And then I would do somewhere between 10 and 20 of those depending on my level of fatigue and then I might go into uh, a split stance and do some uh, dumbbell tricep kickbacks um, so on and so forth and I would even periodically integrate some core work on there they had a, a, a pad that would soften it a little bit sometimes I would do, do it right on the platform and I would get back there and I would do some abdominal exercises I would do some myofascial release where I take a lacrosse ball and then go into like a figure four position where, you know, you're taking, let's say you want to stretch your left glute, you take your left ankle, you put it over your right knee, your right knee's bent. So you're kind of stretching the, the left glutes and opening up that tissue for, for, for trigger point work and release. Then you put the lacrosse ball between your left butt and the ground and you find where you drop, as you drop your weight into it, you find some of those trigger points that, um, that need to be released, some of those areas of tightness and tension that are interfering with the energetic flow in your body. Those, Suleiman, were some of the ways that I used the power plate post-workout for stretching and highest recovery impact. I would kind of weave it into my workout and, um, and, and then sometimes I would also do some stretches on there as well and I hope that helps. Suleiman, second question. Are there any negative side effects from taking CBD oil? I was looking online and it seems like it has mixed reviews and a lot of gray area. I believe in hedging the downside with any supplements. Many of them have proven to be safe. They've stood the test of time and far safer than many, uh, many other pharmaceutical options. That said, there are so many CBD companies right now and very few that I recommend and use. There's really only, only two that I recommend and use. Eh, okay, there's more than two. But um, there are two really good CBD brands that I use and recommend. I found those to be helpful. With that said, I still take 
one, sometimes even two nights off per week, two days off per week from using them. I think a lot of people could benefit from adopting a five day on two day off regimen with their supplements to allow receptor sites to maintain their sensitivity, to prevent adaptation and needing to take higher doses to get the same effect. So I have not seen any downsides to CBD. I can tell you this though, I have experienced downsides to CBD. CBD, a lot like marijuana or cannabis from which it is derived, the way that it affects you depends a lot on your brain's unique biochemistry and the plant, you know, the hemp or cannabis plant that was used. So Branch from our team had recommended a brand of CBD that he was really enjoying. So I invested in a bottle, picked it up, started taking it. This was right around the time earlier this year when we went to Paleo FX. So we went out the night that we arrived in Austin where Paleo FX was taking place. We went to an internet marketing event and I was there with Carrie from our team. We were hanging out and I looked at him and I'm like, I feel so awkward right now. I'm like, am I being socially awkward? And he was like, no, you seem fine. You seem a little bit quiet, but I felt so awkward. I don't know if you guys have ever felt that way, or maybe you've, you've smoked cannabis and had that experience or whatever, but that's what was going on. And I couldn't figure it out. I hadn't made the connection at the time. The next day I took it again. We went to paleo effects and I was at the event and I felt weird, it, which was outside of the norm. I'm a weird guy, but that, that social awkwardness and, and anxiety is not something that I typically experience. And I realized I just started a new CBD and I'm like, this is the same type of feeling that I get if I smoke a type of medical marijuana that I don't agree with or that doesn't agree with me rather. So I was like, I'm going to pause the CBD for a few days and see if it goes away. Pause it for a few days that those feelings went away, tested it again. Sure enough, felt weird. I'm done with that CBD. So you, you have to be willing to try a few different CBDs to see, to, to discover the right one for you. Um, so we usually have people start out with the Veritas Farms one. Um, their website is theveritasfarms.com. I'll put it I'll put it as a reply to your question here, Suleiman. The V-E-R-I-T-A-S-F-A-R-M-S dot com slash biohacks. And uh, the discount code, so it's theveritasfarms.com slash biohacks. Discount code is biohacks. That saves you like 15%. That's the one that I'm using right now. I like their 2000 milligram uh, tincture, which is their highest potency. Their gummies are delicious, but they don't last long around here. I'm usually through an entire can of gummies in, in like 48 hours. So I stopped getting those, but the tinctures I love and I'll take that before bed. And then sometimes I'll take a little bit in the morning too. I find that that just gives me a little bit of a mood lift, helps me stay calm, cool, collected, and sleep a little bit better at night. Um, another brand that we've had a lot of success with with clients is called Endo Scientific, E-N-D-O Scientific. And if it were me, Suleiman, those are two brands that I know are good to, you know, the, the negative effects from CBD, I believe are minimal and they probably would come from a scenario like the one that I described. Uh, but that said, there's, there are so many CBD brands out there right now and not all of them are good. Those two brands I stand behind, um, and have, have, have had, they have a good track record of success. So hope that helps. 
All right, all right, all right. I hope you guys are enjoying this episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show. Now let's take a quick second to check out some cool biohacks from this show's sponsors. This episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show is brought to you by Veritas Farms and their full line of CBD products, CBD standing for cannabidiol. Now, we are real excited about this partnership because Veritas means truth in Latin, and we are big believers in bringing you guys the truth, not just through this podcast, but by making sure that any products that we share or that we bring on as sponsors are products that we personally use, believe in, and endorse ourselves. And that is the case with Veritas Farms and their full line of CBD products. The reason that they're so great, they are full spectrum hemp products, meaning that they have all of the beneficial phytonutrients that you get in a quality CBD product. 99% of the CBD products on the market are CBD isolate, and they're just being resold, meaning they're coming from a few small manufacturers. They've only got one tiny part of all of the important phytonutrients that you need to get the benefits you want from a CBD product, and they're just a bunch of different companies reselling them. Veritas Farms is vertically integrated, meaning they own the farm. They ensure that there are no pesticides being added. It's organic, and then they control the entire process from harvesting to extraction until that product ends up at your door. That's what I love it. It's kind of like farm to table, but for CBD. And the benefits that I've noticed, my sleep is better. I feel like I get a deeper, more restful night's sleep. I'm less stressed. I never have periods of anxiety. I feel calm and focused throughout the day. And it even decreases inflammation when I have flights or other things where inflammation is an inevitable part of life. You take a little extra CBD and it can be very helpful for stress, anxiety, sleep, and that inflammation. So if you guys want to check it out, we've arranged a 15% discount for you guys. To get that, you can go to theveritasfarms.com forward slash biohacks. I'll spell it out. T-H-E-V-E-R-I-T-A-S-F-A-R-M-S.com forward slash B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S to save 15%. Check out the Veritas Farms CBD. You guys are going to absolutely love it. All right. Thank you so much for making the Biohacking Secret Show podcast a part of your day. We appreciate it more than words can express. Now let's get back to the episode. Uh, Branch asks, any good books that you've read that go into that go into improving tactful communication, body language, and choosing the best things to say based on what you want the outcome to be? Okay. For this... For tactful communication, I feel like I don't have a book that comes to mind. This is this is my observation and life experience. The most effective way to have more tactful communication, in my opinion, is to practice observing and creating a pause before you respond and becoming less reactionary in our communication. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about you're engaging in the communication. Someone says something that triggers you for whatever reason, and you quickly say something that you don't necessarily mean or that you later regret. The practices of breath work, meditation, doing both of those with the intention of being a more compassionate, composed communicator um, are, are very helpful in avoiding some of the things that can be said and hurt other people's feelings that we later regret. And especially if it is your intent to be a more tactful communicator, to 
more clearly communicate the um, your 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 desires or to make it easier for the person that you're communicating with to understand what you're saying. Um, I think that that engaging in mindfulness practices and relieving some of the expectations that we need to respond anytime someone asks us something that we need to be, um, that we need to have some, you know, some sounds coming out of our mouth to reply to them. It takes a lot of the pressure off. And many times those situations can be avoided if either for a moment or for a day or for a couple days, you just pause and you have a chance to marinate on the thing that you're thinking about saying, is this the best way to go about communicating? Um, how is this going to make the other person feel? Practicing empathy in, in these types of situations too. So meditation and breath work on the awareness side, putting yourself in other people's situations, realizing that most people, even if they're doing what you deem to be a real crappy job, are probably doing their best, at least given the resources that they have available to them at, at the time. Um, one of the greatest things that I ever did for, for communication and, and empathy and also communicating in a way where you're making it easy for other people to pick up what you're laying down was improv. Uh, that was actually where Carrie and I met was improv at Second City. So this is the, the, the comedy school where Chris Farley and Mike Myers and Tina Fey and Steve Carell and a lot of the SNL greats came through. In, in 2012, I started, I started with their level A class. It was an eight week program, an introduction to improvisational comedy. And it puts you in situations that, that are kind of scary at the beginning where there's no script. You just have you and a couple, either another person or a couple other people up on stage and you're learning to, uh, go off of what they're throwing out and create something new. And you learn that like, you know, some of the, some of the rules of communication are you're not allowed to say no. You cannot say no. It has to be yes and. So you have to agree with what they say and then build upon it so that you guys are creating something bigger together. Um, these are a, a lot of the, the, the most impactful, beneficial communication strategies that I carry with me today came from improv. And I did eight weeks of level A, eight weeks of level B, eight weeks of level C, eight weeks of level D, and another eight weeks of level E. So it was a lot of time that I invested in that, but I, I had fun with it too. And it got to the point where, you know, a lot of the people that were in my level E class were going to try out for like Saturday Night Live. And um, so that that's something that I think Every single person, whether you're a banker and you know you have to be able to present loan committee presentations to a group, or you're someone that's terrified of public speaking, uh, you just want to be better in public, more comfortable, you know, voicing your opinions and 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 communicating with other people. I, I highly recommend improvisational comedy, and there's probably some spots in your area where you can do it. So uh, that would be my, that would honestly be my suggestion, Branch. Hope that helps. All right. Next question from Marshall. Marshall asks, any lipase supplements you like? So lipase is an enzyme that helps break down fat. And what Marshall is asking about, are there any supplements that can help, uh, help me better digest, assimilate, and absorb fat? Um, 
Yeah, so there's a few. Fat malabsorption is a big overlooked issue and maybe something that you're experiencing, Marshall. Two supplements that help on the digestive enzyme side that I've used a lot with our clients in their programs. And you guys can learn more about our one-on-one coaching programs by going to biohackingsecrets.com slash coaching. And, you know, we help a lot of high level entrepreneurs and business people not only get their bodies dialed in, typically losing anywhere from 15 to 30 pounds permanently, sometimes more, depending on how much they have to lose, um, really ramping up their energy and doing so through precise morning routines, night routines, supplement protocols, what to eat, you know, and having it all personalized and customized, not, not bouncing from fad diet to fad diet, popular workout to popular workout, um, really knowing what to do based on your goals and what's going to get you there fastest and easiest. So if you guys wanted to check that out, biohackingsecrets.com slash coaching. What we've used with a number of consulting clients that have shown signs of fat malabsorption is either um, on on the more affordable side, Source Naturals Essential Enzymes. You can take two of those before each meal. Those contain some lipase and that can help with with, um, breaking down some of those fats so that your body can better utilize them. And the other is Standard Process Zypan. You can take two standard process Zypan before meals, and um, and we've seen that help. You guys are going to hear some people coming in there. They must be finishing up their workout, so apologize for the background noise, but uh, hopefully it won't affect things too much. And uh, now, there's a lot of things that can go into suboptimal bile production and and the production of some of these enzymes that can break down fats, and it's a little bit outside of what's up, Carrie. <laughs> the abs that just walked in is Carrie Jack. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Just want to say hi. Finish the workout out front. How's the workout? Oh, it's good. Yeah. About to do a cold plunge. Nice. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. I'll leave you guys to it. Good stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. We, we've also been using something called Tudka, Tudka recently for people that are a little bit low in their bile production and have some issues with fat malabsorption. We've been getting some pretty good results with that. And also in cleaning out things like candida, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth um, that may be somewhat treatment resistant or you know you find yourself in a loop of using a lot of non-absorbed antibiotics or even prescription antifungals and 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 that sort of thing and uh and then just you know having some improvement but then it comes back uh so those you know i would say on the more affordable side source naturals essential enzymes on the a little bit more of uh, of an investment side standard process zypan uh, two of either of those before meals and then it may be worth experimenting with some tudka t-u-d-c-a and um yeah hope that helps cool cool next question this one's from thomas what's up thomas thomas asks wait that's what I'm doing wrong. All right. Thomas asks, what are some of the ways to mitigate the damage created by desk jobs and how to biohack my cubicle? All right. So if it were me and I was working a desk job today, what I would do is I'd figure out what Wi-Fi router was used, what, what Wi-Fi router my computer was connected to. And I would get 
you know, a 20 to a hundred foot ethernet cable. I would then, you know, you can get that on Amazon for about 20 bucks. I would find a way to plug that ethernet cable into the Wi-Fi router. And then I would get a ethernet to USB adapter. And then I would plug that into my computer. Now, why would I do that? Because that's going to allow you to take your computer and turn off the Wi-Fi and turn off the Bluetooth, but still have uh, have internet connection. And just by no longer having your your device transmitting, it's going to decrease your exposure and a lot of the the stuff that's in the air around you all day. Um, that would be one thing that I would do. I would. I would also install iris on your computer to decrease the amount of blue light that's coming from your monitor. Uh, if you just Google search iris blue light, you'll be able to find that app and download it. And then most of the time I use it in health mode, but I've also got a custom setting that takes out a little bit more blue light. And those two things will make a big, big difference. Um, I'm trying to think what what else would be probably the third thing because every situation is different. I would get an ENV RD10 meter. So I'll write how it's. I'll just reply to your question with the spelling, but you can get them on. You can get these on uh, Amazon for about 180 bucks. ENV RD10, and I would get that EMF meter. And then I would put it in RF mode, which is for the wireless stuff, turn on the sound and I would kind of check your area and see, make sure that, you know, you're not getting any beeps and you're under two, you know, you're at two green lights or less. And because everyone's situation is a little bit different, um, I would start with those three things and then I would make sure that you're getting plenty of movement in. Um, I think that. I think that the recommendations that you get about, you know, set an alarm for like every eight seconds and then stand up and do jumping jacks, I think they're good. But I think that we've got a much bigger problem on our hands, which is we've people are just now starting to realize some of the ways that that these that these EMFs and things that we've surrounded our, ourselves with put us into sympathetic dominance, basically like chronic fight or flight, which then prevents us from detoxing properly, which then jacks up our digestion and has this domino effect that, that ends up bleeding into many different areas of our health and performance. And uh, we, we can compensate for that to some degree with extra movement. And I, I don't think there's any downside to moving throughout the day. But the reality is like a, a lot of people don't have the option to get up every 20 or 30 minutes and do something. And, you know, and then they've got other people telling them that, oh, yeah, well, it's actually worse if you if you just work out for 40 or 60 minutes hard in the morning and then sit at a desk all day. It kind of leaves you in this position where you're like, well, what am I supposed to do? You know, so I think what I would do is I would clean up your environment. I would make I, I would train six days a week and uh, and and probably include some molecular hydrogen. If you have the option of getting a good molecular hydrogen inhalation device for your desk that you could breathe while you're there, that will certainly help. And there's a lot of exciting research on molecular hydrogen inhalation for cognitive function and Alzheimer's, dementia, neurodegenerative disease. So those would be some of the things that I would recommend, Thomas, and I hope that helps.
We've also got a lot of inside of our membership site, we've got a lot of protocols for EMF mitigation and, and things that go much deeper than we discuss on the Q and A's. So like when you guys get the biohackers guide, you have the option of, of joining the membership site. We've got call recordings with high-end clients. A bunch of our courses are in there. Um, you're now even getting access to the, the $2,000 uh, Ultimate Biohacking Academy course that we created. So lots of good stuff for either 37 bucks a month or a one-time investment of like 197 bucks. So maybe worth checking out. All right, all right, all right. I hope you guys are enjoying this episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show. Now let's take a quick second to check out some cool biohacks from this show's sponsors. This episode is also brought to you by Buy Optimizers and the Biohacking Secrets Upgraded Digestion Package. So if any of you guys are dealing with suboptimal digestion, characterized by gas, bloating, your stomach feeling distended or like it's sticking out after certain meals, if you get sluggish, if you deal with constipation or diarrhea, you're going to want to pay attention because it usually comes down to one of three things being off. The first is low stomach acid production. The second is low enzyme production. And the third is gut distension dysbiosis, meaning you have too many of the quote unquote bad bugs in your gut and not enough of the good ones. And the Bioptimizers Biohacking Secrets Upgraded Digestion Package addresses all of these root causes of suboptimal digestion. It's the best value you could possibly get if you are looking to take 30 days and turn your digestion completely around. And you can get that for just 177 bucks. It's usually 270 bucks by going to buyoptimizers.com forward slash biohacks. That's B I O P T I M I Z E R S dot com forward slash B I O H A C K S to check out the exclusive biohacking secrets upgraded digestion package for just 177 bucks today. All right. Thank you so much for making the biohacking secret show podcast a part of your day. We appreciate it more than words can express. Now let's get back to the episode. Okay. Next question is from Sophia. Sophia asks, Sophia says, are there any carbs which can be considered while being on an anti-candida diet and medication? Since I'm focusing on building muscle in the gym, it would ideally require some, some carbs post-workout. So now I'm just wondering, are there any I can use that will do the least harm to my anti-candida protocol? Yeah, everyone's a little bit different here, but some of the best go-to carbs are sweet potatoes, white potatoes, yams, squash, yuca, taro, cassava, plantains, blueberries, raspberries, blackberries, organic, white rice. Those would be some of the main ones that I would consider. Possibly an organic apple, possibly an, or, an organic pear. And, and test those and see how your body responds. Because some people will be able to handle organic rice. Some people won't. Some people will do really well with potatoes. Other people might not. The anti-candida diets tend to be effective, but they take a really long time. And then in most cases, the, the individuals haven't done enough to fix their immune system and, and the environmental factors that open the doorway uh, for candida in the first place. These are things that affect our, our internal environment, our, our terrain. Um, and because they didn't make those changes, even if they did a very robust uh, prescription antifungal and non-absorbed antibiotic 
protocol um, like we've done with some clients where you're doing nystatin, diflucan, zyfaxin, and neomycin. They'll, they'll often experience like three to six months of improvement and then the candida or candida and other infections come back. See the correlation there with heavy metal toxicity too, where that is a contributing factor to uh, a terrain that allows for the the growth and proliferation of candida. But I I wouldn't, I've not seen where, I've seen a lot of people that have just gone all in on the diet and really starving themselves of sugars and carbs. And what it seems like is these other things need to be addressed on the terrain and on the environment side, on the immune side, uh, on the on the, on the toxicity side, specifically heavy metals. Um, and and it's not until that is done that you're really able to move past candida. So um, and 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 it also does look like there's a lot of evidence to suggest that candida is able to go into like a hibernation mode where it may actually be detrimental to just cut all carbs, especially if you're engaging in like glycolytically demanding activity like weightlifting and and strength training or or CrossFit um, because the candida may just go into a like like a, a hibernation mode and wait until you start eating those foods again to come back out. So uh, a, a good, there aren't a lot of good anti-candida protocols and they need to be personalized, but those are some of the things that you want to be looking at, Sophia. And I hope that helps. Next one's from Tom. Tom asks, I've had chronically dry hands and eyelids that have been cracking for over nine months. I've been using clean products, taking organic flaxseed oil and getting plenty of sunlight. What can I look for to help identify what the issue is and then how do I solve it? So Thomas, my, a lot of times we see this with two things. One is fat malabsorption, which we addressed earlier. I would encourage you to go back to branches question and uh, and review some of the answers there. Those are some things that could help with, with fat malabsorption. If you know that you feel a little bit heavy or like you don't absorb fat, fat heavy meals as well, then, um, then that may be a finger pointing toward fat malabsorption as a potential contributing factor. You may even benefit from integrating 125 milligrams of Nutricology ox bile with your meals that contain fats. And that could be helpful. The other thing is there are a lot of people that don't realize that they have sensitivities to grains, gluten, glyphosate, gliadin, a lot of the stuff that's in the grain family. And I would, to figure that one out, I would go completely grain free for a full 60 days. So that includes grains of all varieties, sweets, um, even alcohol. I would do 60 days with none of that. And um, at the same time, because we're going for an objective here and it's less important you know, which of these, it could, it could be both of these things. You could even do some of the, you could even integrate some of the things to help improve fat absorption while you're, while you're strictly cutting out grains and alcohol. Um, but I've seen grain consumption and low level grain allergies cause 
dry skin, eczema, psoriasis, and a host of other things that parallel some of the, some of the symptoms you've got going on. So those, those would be the two things that I would recommend as a starting place and what I've seen cause dry skin in, uh, in similar situations. Hope that helps. All right. Next question is from Suleiman. Suleiman is asking, how do we switch our body from sugar burner to fat burner for energy? And if we're not currently a fat burner, are we still able to utilize fats like brain octane for energy? So Suleiman, knowing the way that you eat and the way that you train, there's no doubt that you have metabolic flexibility, which is the capacity to switch between burning fat for fuel, sugar or carbs for fuel, protein and, and, and converting that to fuel through you know gluconeogenesis and other processes. Um, the, some of the best ways to make that transition are to go on a lot of the popular diets now where people are spending some time going on Whole30 or uh, a plant-based ketogenic diet, even just regular old paleo. Um, and then Intermittent fasting is somewhat helpful. I like a longer 24-hour, 36-hour fast once a week. And those those are some very simple ways to make that, that metabolic transition from sugar burner to fat burner. If you really want to know, you can check your blood sugar. So you figure out what is your baseline fasted blood glucose. I believe we know that from your blood work, but you also have a glucometer. I think you've got the keto mojo. So use that to get your fasted blood sugar in the morning when you haven't eaten anything for 12 hours. That'll give you an idea. And then periodically after certain meals, some meals that are higher carb, maybe higher in rice, uh, maybe a, a meal like sushi, or you're eating some sweet potatoes, yams, you know, maybe the white potatoes, whatever, then check your blood sugar an hour after you eat the meal, and then two hours after you eat the meal, and see what type of spike you got and how quickly how long it took your body to return to baseline. Those are also good indications of your insulin sensitivity, um, how well your body is able to process, uh, can, you know, how, how efficiently your body is able to dispose of glucose from the blood and get it into the muscles and the liver. And, um, and then, you know, your, your, how, how well you're able to burn fat for fuel. If you're able to do a 24 to 36 hour fast, kind of no problem. That's a pretty good sign. Your body is very metabolically flexible. If you get to like 14, 15, 18 hours and you're like ravenous, that may either indicate that you're still, um, like a sugar burner and you could use some more practice in making that metabolic transition or it could mean that you've got some low-level infections like candida, parasites, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, general gut dysbiosis, things that can that can trigger cravings and make it more difficult for us to fast because uh, they're also eating our food. So hope that helps, man. Next question. This is from Rebecca. And then we'll get to a couple of the submitted questions. Rebecca asked, I was just writing a personal story about Lyme. Rebecca had seen one of our, our videos on Lyme disease in my journey. She said, I was just writing a personal story about this and mold. I had relatively similar symptoms to you and I was diagnosed with both. I'd be interested to see how you bounce back. So, um, 
not really a direct question, but still something that we can we can give Rebecca and those of you guys who may have dealt with mold toxicity, lime, or or other things, some direction for uh, for you know getting getting back to feeling amazing. Anyone that has Lyme disease has other stuff too. They've got Lyme disease and it's become an issue um, because their immune system needs help. It's not performing the way that it's supposed to. It's no longer maintaining homeostasis in the body. I've never encountered someone with Lyme disease that didn't have a number of other infections going on um, and a terrain you know, an internal environment that had been compromised from toxins, deficiencies, stress, or a combination thereof. The best approach is not this guessing approach where you know you know that there's Lyme and mold involved, but we don't know what else is involved. Um, are there viral infections, Epstein-Barr, herpes simplex, cytomegalovirus? Are there parasites like Babesia, toxoplasmosis? Have you looked at your gut? You know, how's your digestion? Is it possible that candida is involved? Gut dysbiosis, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. There's a number of things we need to look at just on the infection side because we don't know for sure if the symptoms that you're experiencing are related to Lyme. Are they related to mold? Are they related to a whole bunch of other stuff? You know, neither. Um, and there was a study that I've mentioned a few times because it's fascinating, but it, it showed this. It showed that when mold was exposed to electromagnetic frequencies, it produced 600 times more biotoxins. 600 times. So think about that. That means that 20 years ago, before every home had a Wi-Fi router and EMFs and there were cell towers everywhere to support the infrastructure of you know everyone having cell phones and Wi-Fi, et cetera, if you were in a home that had, you know, let's let's just I'm gonna just make use numbers to make this easy, but you had one unit of mold in your home, right? That one unit of mold produced one unit of mold biotoxins, and you could probably coexist with mold the same way that people have healthfully coexisted with mold since the dawn of man. But what this study is showing is that take that same household with that same amount of mold, that one unit of mold is now producing 600 units of biotoxin that's a big part of what's affecting us. And from my observation and my experience, I believe that that same thing is happening with a number of different pathogens in the body. It's not just mold. It's happening with Borrelia burgdorferi, which is Lyme, and, and, and the biotoxins that, that the bacterial biotoxins that Lyme produces. It's probably happening with viral infections. It's probably happening with parasites. And we, our bodies are this hive where we are 10 times more foreign cells than human cells. That includes fungi, parasites, bacteria, viruses, mold, etc. And we've changed our environment so dramatically and all of these organisms like us resonate with the external stimuluses in our life. I think we've got a lot of pathogens and things that would not be an issue that are producing far greater quantities of biotoxins because of the radical changes that we've made to our environment. And we need to address all of these things for people to get better. And um, 
I don't know if that gives you any direction, Rebecca, but those were some of the things that I did and, and some of the, you know, some of the things that we teach our clients and hopefully that opens, you know, opens your eyes up to some new possibilities or allows you to see things from maybe a different light that could help you. And then last question, and then we'll see if we got any questions in the, that have been submitted in the comments section. This one is from Branch, and Branch asks, he said, so I've started reading the Medical Medium book. I have to say that I'm very intrigued. I've been buying bottled organic celery juice, but I think I'm just going to buy fresh and blend it for a month to see what happens. What's the consensus here with Anthony Williams? So Branch and I had a conversation about this, and I'm not too keen on the pre-bottled juices. I'll tell you why. We know from what what the so a lot of juicing was pioneered by Dr. Max Gershon, a German physician who about a hundred years ago created a protocol that were the, the foundation of which was juice, you know, green juice, fresh green juice, and coffee enemas. And it was designed to help people overcome cancer. And what the Gershon Institute has found in the past hundred years is that People with cancer who use the juicers that spin around and use heat and friction don't get as good a results as the people that use non-centrifugal juicers or not or, or uh, masticating juicers. So, like brands of, of non-centrifugal juicers being like the Champion or the Omega. So a lot of the commercial juicing companies, are they're using heat and friction. They're using these centrifugal juicers that we know from in the trenches, anecdotal research just doesn't work as well. On top of that, we know that plants and, um, and, and even juice starts losing some of its nutritional value, some of its, uh, at the expense of sounding woo, life force, when it's picked from the ground. And then specifically when it's when it's blended, right? So the longer these things sit on the shelves, I also believe that they are less efficacious. That's been what I've observed in um, you know in working with clients and having some juice it fresh and drink it right away versus you know some of those that buy it in maybe 24, 48 hours or more after it's been juiced in a centrifugal juicer, etc. Um, so. I would be interested to see Branch's experience and especially because he's got a baseline of drinking the organic celery juice that was pre-bottled and certainly more convenient. I get it. I'd love to see if he uh, if he has a better experience using like an Omega or a Champion juicer, getting some organic celery and juicing it and drinking it right then and there. And I would imagine that he would. Um, so I think only a small, a small part of the benefits that come from juicing are actually like the nutrients. I think there's, there's an energetic component that comes from the electrons in the juice. Some of those electrons being lost or, um, lost from, from heat and friction, the enzyme content, uh, which if, if it's a commercial product, you know, some of those enzymes are lost on pasteurization and homogenization. And then, um, you know, that, that esoteric life force factor where we know if you pick an apple from the tree, the moment you pick it, it starts dying. And, um, the closer, you know, the the closer you can eat it to the time that it was, it was picked from the tree, the more nutrients you're going to get. And I think there's, there's an aspect of that with, with juicing as well, that, 
that we need to take into account. So that's my observational uh, point of view on some of this stuff. I think Anthony Williams is doing some great work. I haven't read, um, I've only read bits and pieces of some of his books, but um, I agree with a lot of what he does. I think he's a sharp guy and got nothing but respect for him. All right. So that's, those are all the questions that were submitted. Let me scan through here and see what questions we got starting with Facebook. And then we'll also check, uh, check Instagram. If there's anything there, we got a couple minutes. All right. Laura asked, um, how often do you recommend doing keto and for how long? Uh, tough question. So Laura, it, I think a lot of people can benefit from from going ketogenic, especially to make that metabolic adaptation that we discussed earlier in, in Suleiman's question, um, from sugar burner to fat burner. I don't like long-term keto, but it does have some applications for people with health issues, some types of cancer, uh, certain types of people that have like immune dysfunction, Lyme disease, of course, people that, that have uh, certain seizures can benefit from, from keto. Uh, I'll work in a, I'll, I'll work in like a ketogenic diet to some of our programs and change it up depending on the individual, their levels of physical activity. Uh, how often do they need carbs reintroduced and, and that sort of thing. So I don't have a good, a good generic answer for you. Um, I'm not, I know, I know like, I mean, keto is all the rave, right? Rage right now. Um, I think it's good. I also think it's a little bit compensatory. And I think a lot of people that are raving about keto and, 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 and only kind of blowing that horn are, um, overlooking and even unaware of a lot of other things that affect our health. Uh, Patty asks, I bought my 87 year old mom, the Veritas farms, 500 milligram tincture. Nice. She's been using one Either, I think it's one and a half, one, a, a, a one and a half dropper full daily for lower back, hip arthritis, herniated disc, etc. for a month. She's felt no relief. Do I have, do I have her increase to a thousand milligrams? Do you feel it will ever benefit her? All right. This is a good question because for people that ha- are dealing with pain, CBD is not the first thing that I go to. And I know some people have had life-changing pain relief using CBD. Um, I think there's a lot of stuff that's more effective, but you also need to figure out where's the pain coming from. Is it coming from a low-level bacterial infection, which you know we know plays a big role in, in all forms of arthritis? Is it coming from you know, wear and tear. It could be, it could be any number of things, but in order to treat pain, you got to know what's causing the pain. Um, is it a thyroid issue? You know, does she have a slow thyroid? Her, her body temperature is, is low and that comes with compromised circulation, a number of other biological functions that aren't working properly. And, and that's causing the pain. All of these things could be contributing to her pain. Um, my guess would be that if she hasn't got relief from the Veritas, there's there's no harm in increasing the dose, but I don't think that that's going to be your huckleberry. I'll say this, you know, this goes for everything that we do because we have to say this legally. Not, none of the recommendations that we give on any of our pages, anything like that, are they're they're all for information purposes only. 
This stuff is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease. As with any health and wellness exercise, nutritional program, what have you, always consult with your doctor and all that stuff, right? So now that that's said, um, I can tell you that we've taken some people with very extreme cases of debilitating pain, my dad being one of them. And we've used a protocol that is outlined in a book called The One Minute Miracle that you can you can get it for like, you can get it used on Amazon for a couple bucks. There's even PDF versions that you could probably find with some Google searching. But it's basically a protocol of diluting a 35% food grade hydrogen peroxide that you can also get on the One Minute Miracle website. And the way that this protocol works is you start with six ounces of water and you drop in three drops of 35% food grade hydrogen peroxide. Again, the, the brand that we've used is the One Minute Miracle brand. And then you drink that three times a day on an empty stomach, day one. Day two, you dilute four drops into six ounces of water and you drink that three times a day on an empty stomach. You increase by one drop per day until, until you're doing 25 drops three times a day in six ounces of water on an empty stomach. And for my dad, this took him from unable to even sit up to he was getting on the ground, playing with dogs, going for walks within a couple of days. Um, now, consult the One Minute Miracle book because we don't have time to go into all of the mechanisms of action and whether or not it makes sense for your mom, whether it's contraindicated with other things that she's doing. But that may be something if you guys decide that you want to is worth exploring. Um, another product that we've had a lot of success with is by Integrative Therapeutics. It's a bit expensive, but it's far better than any of the other curcumin supplements. We've tried with clients, especially for pain, and it's called Theracurmin. I would only recommend the Integrative Therapeutics brand. We don't have any affiliation with them. It just works better. And she would start out at 1,800 milligrams a day with food. That would be six capsules. So she'd do that for two weeks, six capsules of the Integrative Therapeutics Theracurmin. She'd do that for two weeks. She'll probably start feeling some relief with that or that in combination with the 35% food grade hydrogen peroxide. And, uh, and then you can try dropping her down to 1200 milligrams and seeing if the benefits persist. And then she could just, if they do, she could say at 1200 milligrams daily, or if they don't, she can go back up to 1800 milligrams. But Patty, that would be what I would recommend. Um, there's no harm in increasing to, to a higher dosage. I use the 2000 milligram uh, bottle from Veritas. I like that one best and I notice the benefits the most. Um, but CBD is one that it works great for some types of pain, but there are a lot of other types of pain that it is not, uh, not effective in, in healing. Cool. I think we're getting toward the end. Laura said, thanks. You're welcome, Laura. Let me see if there's anything here on, uh, nope. <laughs> All right. Looks like we're good, guys. So thank you for hanging out. If you guys uh, would like help with this stuff, we've got the link to apply for coaching up in the, the video title. It's biohackingsecrets.com forward slash coaching. And appreciate all of you. Hope you have an amazing Tuesday and talk to you soon.
What's up, guys? Anthony here, and thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show. One of my favorite things to do is helping men and women like you feel what it's like with the body you've always wanted and all-day energy that starts the moment you wake up and doesn't quit. Over the past decade, we've created a proprietary health assessment that helps me to identify the unique toxicities and deficiencies that may be holding you back from the life that you deserve. And what we've discovered in doing this with now thousands of CEOs, executives, professional athletes, businessmen, Hollywood celebrities, and entrepreneurs is that there's always room for improvement and optimization. Whether you're already performing at a high level or you have that feeling inside your heart that you're capable of more, the single fastest way to unlock your potential is to upgrade your mind and your body. And there's no program on earth that does that faster or to a greater magnitude than our one-on-one consulting program at www.biohackingsecrets.com forward slash coaching. We start with our proprietary health assessment that screens you for vitamin deficiencies like A, D, magnesium, iron, etc., high cholesterol and heart disease, high blood pressure, digestive disorders, hidden infections like Lyme, Epstein-Barr, parasites, SIBO, candida, and more that can just drain your energy in the background, especially if you don't know about them. Anxiety, depression, and cognitive disorders, autoimmune disease, adrenal fatigue, thyroid issues, mold toxicity, heavy metals, environmental toxins, and other genetic risk factors like MTHFR, APOE status, your glutathione production, and many more. We even recommend the specific tests that I use with my one-on-one clients if they're relevant for you in figuring out your biological age and identifying those key areas and opportunities that can take your life to the next level. From there, we create a customized game plan along with a personalized supplement protocol to help you optimize your weight and energy at the cellular level. And for our platinum clients, we even include a personalized workshop with me in Delray Beach, Florida. Most of the year, this program's full with a waiting list, but we just had a couple spots open up and I wanted to offer them to the listeners of the Biohacking Secrets show first. So if you're interested in seeing what it might look like for us to work together, head over to www.biohackingsecrets.com forward slash coaching. That's www.biohackingsecrets.com forward slash C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G and fill out the short application form. If you're pre-approved, you'll be given the opportunity to book a time to connect with someone on our team and see if it's a fit. Thank you so much for being a part of this community, and I look forward to potentially going on this journey together. 